It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, the only tennis news this week, really, got more cancellations. We've got the China Swing, which uh, has been cancelled, apparently. So, ATP, WTA tennis has been cancelled all over tournaments in China. So, that's the news which has been popping up this week. Can always rely on you, Ben, to start the podcast with a nice positive twist. Yeah, well... I thought you were going to start with a bit more like enthusiasm, something good, some good news was happening. Uh, yeah, there's uh, great news out there. Uh, Rafa Nadal might not play the US Open. <laughs> that's great news for some people, not having the defending uh, champion. Hey, how's that there. good news? Come on, give well, us some good news, Ben. Let's start pe- with a bang. Good news for, good news for uh, people like Titipas, Medvedev. Medvedev, hey. especially. He got five sets with Nadal in the last final, so he's probably looking to go one better. So Yeah, true. This is seeing the absence of these big three names potentially at the US Open could see a new person crown champion, which I'm actually probably more excited about than the big three, to be honest. So, yeah, for sure. Well, let's go on to that in a minute. Let's start with your negative news because yes. I know you love a bit of negativity. And yes, that's the, what's it, the China, China swing's been cancelled now, usually gets played in October, November time. Yep. Uh, I think the WTA are going to miss out, or the players are going to miss out on about $30 million of prize money, which they would yeah. usually have. It's a huge market for the WTA out in China. Obviously, it's growing, and there's more events always there. You've got a lot of fans there, and it's just it's going to be quite sad, obviously, that they're going to miss out on it, and obviously the players and their money. So the WTA before lockdown, all these problems with coronavirus, wasn't in the best places. Like there was calls, wasn't it, at the beginning of the year, they were talking about, Probably wasn't even that long, actually. Probably a few months ago, saying how they're going to want to do a merger with the ATP. And a lot of that is, if we're, if we're honest, we were speaking to a player. I forget who it was now. One of the players was saying how, in theory, it's going to benefit the WTA a lot more than the ATP because they're, they're in a lot of a healthier state than what the WTA are. Yeah. Um, well, I think Schuft was saying that. Vivian Schuft, she was saying that, yeah, it will help the women. But there's not 
really that many benefits for the men. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. So they're not, they was never doing great before. And so this is, this pandemic's hit them harder than most for sure. And now that the news that China Swing's going to be cancelled. Never know. Might still see Dominic team out there playing an exhibition. <laughs> he seems <laughs> to be playing one in every single other country. <laughs> Mate, he probably won't miss it. He'll go there still. He'll just turn up. He can get a flight Put a wig somewhere. Or something. <laughs> if he can get a flight, he's a big there, blonde man. wig. If he's, he's if there's there. a chance to run another tournament in another country, teams there. I think. I think he's just been embracing the, just the travel somehow. Mate, I, I think know. we need to talk about that actually for sure. Like yeah. Dominic Team, he has played. I think he's been playing like every day. He has a few days off maybe every now and then, but he seems to be scattered all over the world just playing. Whenever tournament comes up, he's there playing in it. And uh, fair play to him for his work ethic. And even the tournaments like with friends and stuff, I saw, I forget on whose Instagram now, there was a video of him playing with uh, Dennis Novak. I think it was yeah. one of his best friends, another Austrian player, and a few others. I was playing doubles. And that went, they played five sets. They played a five-set match just as like friends for like just for a bit of fun. Yeah. You see, you see the same team after. I think they put the time on there, like three hours, a four-hour match or something. It's just crazy. This guy just loves tennis to another level. And when he's not competing, like, on a level, you know, it's the only exhibition matches, but it's still, like, semi-competitive in terms of, like, you're going to try and win. But even when he's, he's if, he, if when he's not doing that, he'll be playing with friends or pro- probably practising. Or This yeah. guy literally eats, breathes, and sleeps tennis. And let's see where it takes him because he looks like the man to beat on tour at the moment. He does, but... I think that's probably why he's staying so active. He probably knows that there's a bit of a slump from the rest of the top guys. Obviously, Federer just out in general, but Rafa only just coming back and starting practicing. Djokovic, obviously, we had all the big controversy with him. But yeah, teams are saying staying super active and just, yeah, he's just willing to play every event as long as he's fit, healthy, and he's not got this virus. He's, yeah, he's willing to go travel anywhere. On the subject of that, it's good news for Djokovic, uh, Dimitrov as well, um, and Koric as well. They all seem to be completely over it now. I think I saw Koric was playing the other day as well. Yeah, yeah. In an exhibition match. So it looks like, well, it doesn't look. So it seems that they've completely, they're over that completely now. So that's brilliant for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, It'd be interesting to see if we see them in the US Open or whether or not the US Open is going to go ahead. A lot of people like seem putting up polls. I keep seeing polls on Twitter and stuff from people saying whether they think it's going to go ahead. And it seems like the consensus is that it's not going to, but mm. it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think it still is. Apparently, the mayor of New York says it's still going to go ahead. It's always probably just a big money spinning thing anyway. But the big three doesn't look like they're going to be there. I don't think... No, Djokovic, Djokovic is going to play. Mm, there's still talks of he might not be as well. But it's it's all up in the air at the moment because you never know. It might be really bad press having somebody who has tested positive for coronavirus that recently to be travelling to the tournament as well. You never know. I don't know what the mm, restrictions... You could look at it on both sides though, mate, because you could look at the fact that, in theory, he's at less risk to anyone else playing because he's actually contracted it. Therefore, yeah. he's going to have built up some immunity to the virus. Maybe. Like, we don't know We, we don't know for, for certain whether that's 100% immunity, but based off other viruses, he's built up some kind of immunity. 
which makes him a safer uh, player or person than most other people there. So Possibly. you can look at it two ways, I guess. You can, yeah, uh, you can. Me personally, I think he's going to go. I think you're going to see Dominic Team there as well, and then a few of the other guys. Maybe uh, Devon Tip Pass. They're going to be uh, there potentially. Yeah, I can't see why they wouldn't be there. To be Rublev. honest, I don't think you're not going to see Stan there. Stan no, Stan's going to be not. playing. He's French. been practicing on clay, so I think he's got his heart set on the French Open. And it's sad for all the players like Australians and people like that because a lot of the players obviously got tons of US players who are obviously right there and they're going to be playing it. And the players that are miles and miles away over across the pond, they're not going to get the chance or they don't want to take the risk because you're yeah. going to have to travel for that amount of time. You spend so much time when you're there in quarantine, when you arrive as well. It's a very big commitment to go in for something like that. And I think, though, they're going to be under a lot of scrutiny if they, if they was to play this tournament. Oh, yeah, for I'm sure. I'm not sure if it's all right. There's going to be a lot of backlash to it, and then you will see big-name players pull out. At the end of the day, we're just yeah. speculating who we think is going to be there. We're going to see a lot of... This is just the beginning of it all. Like, when's it actually starting to... When's it actually going to be played? 31st of August, supposed to start. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So it's not really... We've not reached... We'd, it's hard to say what's, where we're going to be at that time, but yeah, I think there'll be a big backlash regardless of the decision. Because there's going to be like people saying we want to play it regardless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then we've got the French, which is coming shortly after. And obviously, you'll probably have a lot of a lot more European players willing to enter this event. Less travel. Obviously, US is very struck down hard by this pandemic at the moment and doesn't seem to be getting that much better over there. Whereas in Europe, it's been contained a little bit better. And you probably feel oh, a lot a bit better. Safe. It's completely different. It's completely different, mate. If you look at all the graphs and look at the way the the virus is spreading, Europe definitely looks like they've got it a lot more under control. Yeah, touch wood. <laughs> but exactly. we'll see. Like, the America at the moment it is out of control. It's completely out of control. The thing with the French though is they're going to be having fans in the stadium. That's a big different dynamic. Yeah, so they're going to be filling the stadiums fifty to sixty percent which means for the final, there's going to be a lot of people there still. Yeah, I think it's a bit worrying. Sure even the right decision to be making. Because we've seen what happened with the Adria Tour. Granted, that was in Europe. And granted, that, was, that was, wasn't breaking any laws in Serbia. However, we see what happened there. And loads of people got it there. So it's probably not the best idea to be encouraging crowds and stuff. I think you just need to like go with what it is. And just... The times are like it is. It's, it's sad to have a Grand Slam without fans because that's what makes a Grand Slam so special. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. You either cancel it or play it with no fans because you can't really, you can't really have, find a happy medium right now. Yeah, but speaking about the French Open, obviously Rafael Nadal is going to be his main focus now. He's going to be trying to hit that twenty Grand Slam mark, trying to get level with Federer trying to get the most Grand Slams of all time. How do you feel about that? Obviously, we've got Stan. He's going to miss the US Open. And then we're just going to have a fight between the big clay court players. Team might play the US Open, but then he'll come back in and then we'll see how we, he fares against uh, Nadal. He's been playing more tennis than Nadal. Maybe he'll be raring to go, take him on, take the title. I think it's pretty clear that Nadal's obviously going to be the cliff favourite. Um, Granted, this team obviously is in brilliant form. 
but it's kind of Nadal to lose. He's just so experienced there. It's just made for him that tournament, and um, I just can't see him actually losing it, regardless of the fact that we've had all this all this breakage in play and stuff. If you were to have to look at the odds of it, he's going to definitely be below evens to win, in my opinion. I think it'd be more interesting just for rather than us speaking about who we think is going to win it, because we've obviously got like the main people who we, everyone's going to pick. Oh, is it Dominic Team? Is it Stan Babrinka? Is it Rafa Nadal? Like, you obviously got your top top dogs. You've got Djokovic maybe as well if he enters it. I'm more interested, to be honest, about people like Casper Ruud, see how far he can get someone like that or someone like uh, Christian Garin. Like people who have been yeah. playing really well in the clay earlier in the year, they excite me more for this tournament to see how far they would go if other players uh not been on the top of their game lately, obviously not been playing. So might see some upsets. The thing with that is I've not seen much about players like Christian Garin and stuff at all. No. And to be honest, I think that's a large part with the fact that in South America at the moment, things aren't looking good. I don't, yeah. I don't think you're going to see many South Americans playing in the US Open. What about Rude, though? I think, I think, the, I think there must be in like quite strict lockdown situation there, right? What, in South America, yeah. Yeah, like, South America's got to be locked down. Also, you're going to have a look at like India as well. Yeah. A, lot of parts, a lot of places in Asia have not really taken the hold of the virus as of yet. And I think places in Africa as well are getting a bit... Um, it's getting quite rough as well. So it's going to be affecting them players from these places aren't going to be able to play. So what about Casper Ruud? Casper Ruud? Yeah, you'd expect him to be there, I guess. I've not seen much of him, to be fair. I don't know what he's been up to. Yeah. He's obviously been brilliant for him the start of the year, wasn't he? He played some really good tennis. So yeah. you'd fancy him to have a good run in. Whether he can beat Rafael Nadal, I very much, um, I very much doubt, for sure. Yeah, it's a big ask. And especially Dominic Team, the weight, mate. He's just been beating everyone on tour. I just feel like getting close to him. What about these youngsters? Rublev or something like that. It's very tricky. Yeah, well, I mean, what about all these? uh, Do you reckon we'll see any interesting wild cards? Like, I know we spoke about uh, the youngster Alcaraz Garcia. Do you reckon we might see little wild cards being thrown in there, here and there, just because there's opportunity now to see some fresh blood? Potentially, yeah. I think it'd be really interesting. It'd be, I'd love to see him there, to be honest. I'll be rooting for him. Yeah, because there's so many of those uh, top players as well. Obviously, there's a lot of top Italian players, Spanish players, who we follow a lot on this uh, Challenger Tour. There's obviously Carlos Taberna. We've got uh, Martinez Bellella. And you've got, uh, what's the other one that you, you're a big fan of? Mate, a wild card I'd love to see is Lorenzo Massetti, the 18-year-old. Have a look at him. Incredible player. And he's just like made for the clay. And yeah. uh, see him in, seeing him at the French Open just be special, I think. Because he can give a lot of players a run for their money. The way he strikes the ball, his speed around the court, his shot versatility. He's someone who I love watching. And I think he's got a huge future in the game. Yeah, I think he's Big guy as well. For 18-year-old, yeah. mate, he's huge. Six foot one. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. yeah, definitely on the radar of a lot of uh, tennis fans out there. I notice he's got quite a big following on social media, about like ten or 20,000 followers on there already. So, yeah, an amazing player. 
and everybody's aware of him. One to watch out for in the future. Could be seeing him at a French Open very soon. Hopefully this one. Now I've got a story for you, Ben, because it's something right up your street. We were talking about it before this podcast, but I feel like we should definitely talk about it on the podcast. Go on. And that is Rafael Nadal's fruit consumption. Yes. <laughs> so see if you can remember how much how much fruit does Rafael Nadal consume in a year? 300 kilograms. And by the way, for you guys watching, this is not completely random. We saw an article on it and we just found it very weird. And we thought they must be very bored to making an article on how much fruit Rafael Nadal is eating. Definitely. So then we thought, why don't we talk about it on the podcast as well? Because we're bored as well and it'd be something fun. To talk about. <laughs> so what was the answer? So what are you saying? 300 what? 300 kilos. So what did you say? 300 kilos? Yeah. Well, your mile was wrong. Oh. How much fruit do you think he eats? It's 172 oh. kilograms, mate, oh, of fruit per year. That's equivalent to oh, four normal-sized apples. That, what do you mean? You're like... It's nearly double. Yeah. Well, that's quite a way off, mate. Can't help that if he doesn't eat enough fruit. No, 172 <laughs> kilograms, yeah. That yeah. works out about four apples a day. So you're saying he eats about he's eight apples a day of fruit. Yeah, but he's probably a banana four times a match. Mate, an apple is bigger than a banana. He probably has apples as well as bananas. He only eats just apples. Is that what he's Mate, doing? there's more than just two fruits as well. Yeah, there's a lot well, of fruits. Yeah, that's what I mean. So 300 kilo. Uh, you classing right, tomatoes. For you then. You're classing tomatoes as fruit. I don't know. It's a good Actually, question. probably that would be 300 kilo with tomatoes. How many hours a year does Rafael Nadal spend with physiotherapists? Just on his knees, probably at least uh, 50 hours. And then with the rest, probably like another 50 hours. I go with... No, it is over a year. Over a year, though. Yeah. So you've got 365 days in a year. He's probably getting some every day, I reckon. If not, maybe 250. There you go. It's more, mate. It's 568 (laughs) hours a year. God, physiotherapy. <laughs> wow. Those knees have really been massaged. Well, they need a I lot think of... That's, a... I think that's crazy. Do you not think? Well, it means he probably has every... So it's more than an hour every day. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah, he probably has like three-hour physio on certain days then, on a few days yeah, a week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Mate, it just shows that how important this is because... The last generation of players, they never had that, really. I bet uh, his physio's got as many blisters as what he does, for that much bloody massage. <laughs> no, it's just the way, it's the way the world's changed so much now. Like, physiotherapy's, like, huge in tennis and, like, well, in all sports now. Like, it's become, like, a fundamental part to be able to, like, compete at the top level. And yeah. if you see him, Rafa Nadal, using that amount of hours, it just shows it must work as well because oh, he's cool. at the age of what he's at now, he's still competing at the top of the game. And I don't even think it's just because of that for him. I think that the fact that a few years back, we probably thought we'd never see him play again because of his knees. And the fact he managed to get back to the top of the game again and winning Grand Slams again, uh, he probably needs that physiotherapy to keep him at that level because there's no way that he'd probably recovered otherwise. Hmm. I wonder how many hours um, Roger has. I reckon it's less than Rafa. 
for sure. It might be less, but I don't know. He's 38, don't forget. 39, actually, now, isn't he? Yeah, but Rafa just seems to be like that guy who, like, he needs that more. Yeah, well, he's been He needs more that injured. tender love and care. He's had the more injuries. He's had worse injuries. Well, Federer has been in for surgery recently, so... Yeah, it might start getting more. He might catch him up in the next year on uh, those physio hours. <laughs> you never know. But you never know. You might see him missing more tournaments. Might not require as much. Might just be heading a couple of ATPs and just the Grand Slams just to try and stay at the top of the pile. Watch the space in the coming well weeks, days, and we'll see what happens on the tennis horizon. And will we get? the US Open? Will we get the French Open? And will any other tournaments be cancelled? Well, I think we'll wrap it up there. There's not really much to talk about. We'll see you on the next one. Keep your eyes out on the community section. We're going to be posting a lot of new polls and questions on there. So get involved in that. We're going to be coming up with a few more podcasts in the week. Hopefully some good tennis news to actually talk about because there's not really been much going on, to be honest. We'll see if we see the US Open. We're not sure really if it's going to be going ahead like you or not. And yeah, just watch this space. Hope you like the video and we'll see you on the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.